Um, if you think about like a really great song you've you've listened to, maybe a love song uh, or just a cool song, and, and you know, a lot of times, sometimes I wonder, man, like how much suffering did this person have to go through to 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 write these lyrics, to put these lyrics to that music? Um, and why do I think that way? It's because like, man, no no normal human being could write that, and I. I think about that when I when I listen to or read David. You know, David's psalms are filled with passion. They're so full of emotion and just everything. And I and I and I and I know that David went through so much. He suffered a lot since he was a kid through exile, you know, ascending the throne, you know, being, you know, having to run away from his own son and coming back and all these terrible things happening, his own failure. And David was a guy who, who suffered a lot. And in that suffering, you know, I, he developed this like, this passion, which also was a fear. And you can see a lot of this fear in Psalm 51 when, when David says things like, you know, uh, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Basically telling God, like, don't leave me, right? Renew unto me the joy of my salvation. He's like, I don't care about anything else. I just want to know that you're with me. I want to know that no matter what happens, you're with me. And this Psalm, Psalm 22, David feels abandoned, right? He feels alone. He's in so much despair because he doesn't just feel abandoned by like his friends and family or his, or his society. He feels abandoned by God. And that's why he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's the very first words of the Psalm. But not only that, like, David is somehow always able to turn these words of despair into words of joy and praise. And I always wondered about that. Like, how does he do it? Like, is he just faking it? Like, what is he just, you know? I, and and you, it makes you wonder. But I thought about, like, how one writes a poem. And, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever tried to write a song or a poem. But when you think about your emotions... Uh, and you try to actually write a song or poem, similes and metaphors, parallelisms, just start flowing into your mind. And you you want to write them down and you want to like say, okay, yeah, like this is a very eloquent and beautiful way to express how I'm feeling and what I'm going through right now. And, and there's all these symbol, right? Symbolism. And and I believe that in, in with this these inspired works of God, that God was giving him these images, right? Like, how could he have thought these images? They're so, they're so specific. Like, his hands were pierced, and so were his feet. People were casting lots for his clothes. They were mocking him, telling, asked, telling him, you know, where is your God? And 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 all the while he's writing this, and I, I think that it's dawning on him, like this is somebody, like somebody's going through this. And just like me and and then he goes to the past right like he goes all the way and even in Psalm 22 he goes to like when he was born and how God was with him he goes to the history of Israel and how God was with them and faithful to them and rescuing them and then his attitude changes right and he praises God and there's power in that praise there's power there and that's I think the whole point of this is that um, the whole point of this whole the psalm is in, in verse 5, sorry, verse 4, 
in you our fathers trusted, they trusted you delivered them. In verse 3, going back one verse, yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Enthroned on the praises of Israel. Like he's saying that when, when God's people praise him, that's when God is ascending to his throne, right? And we need that now more than ever in the crisis that we're living in. You and I, we need to know that God is on his throne. We need to see it and we need to sense it. And David's telling us, he's saying, you know, when, when, when bad things are happening, when you feel like literally the world is ending around you and your life is ebbing away from you, where I have gained strength and where I have seen God on his throne is when I have praised him and when I see my people praise him. And I think that's very true. And so, you know, I, I think about these times and, um, and, and, and it, it drew my eyes to a few other passages that I just want to share. Um, one of them is with, uh, with Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16. Uh, Paul was a missionary. He was uh, somebody who killed Christians. And when God and Jesus met him on the road to Damascus, um, he, he saw Jesus and he gave his life to him. And he risked his life and even surrendered his life to love people uh, instead of hurting them. And this Paul, he, he was with Silas on a missionary journey and he was uh, abused um, by the religious leaders. He was flogged and beaten and um, thrown into prison. And I don't know if you've ever been hit that hard, but if you have, and I, I know I have, you know, you can, you can get concussed and get really nauseous and um, feel like you have the flu, uh, shivering even when it's hot, um, exhausted and tired, barely able to get up or even say anything. But in that, in that time, at about midnight, right, it says in verse 25, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everybody's bonds were unfastened. That's, that's powerful. Acts 16 is telling us that in the darkest night, when we can find when we can find a reason to praise Jesus, praise God, that chains are loosed, right? That the earth can shake and that prison doors can be opened to our freedom and the freedom of others. Paul and Silas were in darkness and in despair. They saw Jesus and they praised him and he rescued them. The same with Paul in, in, in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, uh, in verse 8, he says, uh, he's writing a letter to the church in Corinth. He says, For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction that we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us. 
On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. Paul's Paul's amazing, right? Like he's despairing of life, right? Suffering so hard. And you can read more about that in Acts. And then he's and he says, Man, it was all to teach us not to rely on ourselves, to rely on him. And not only that, not to like hope in this world, but hope in him, right? And that nobody can take that away from you. No, no bad weather, no, no shipwreck, no beatings, no imprisonments, nothing can take that away from you. And Paul's saying, man, I, w- I want to share that with you because that's the kind of mindset you should have when you suffer, when you're in despair, when you don't know what to do, when, when, you f- when you're doubting God. Just remember, nobody can, what, because of what Jesus did, nobody can take that away from you. And and that's that's crazy because like he's in despair. He sees Jesus, he worships, and then he's rescued. And he's like, and then I'll be rescued again. And I know I'll be rescued continually until the end. And so that's Paul's like attitude. That's what keeps him going. I was meditating on the message for today and, and you know, really trying to see like, God, like, how did you bring me from the depths of despair into a posture of praise? And I landed on 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 this experience when I was a kid, when I was really young. Um, and I was wondering, like, should I share this? Uh, it's kind of personal, and and you know, it's really sad. But but uh, and I thought, yeah, like you know, this is what I what I look back to. These are the kinds of things that I look back to that help me to praise God uh, in my life, even today, even when when things are bad. Um, and so I wanted to share that, like, when I was. Um, uh, a lot of you know that uh, when I was very young, I was separated from my mom and dad took me away to drop me off and drop me off with my grandparents and my grandparents and my guardians uh, for a long time as, as I was uh, growing up. Um, and between the ages of like five to seven, uh, at on random nights, my dad would, you know, come into the apartment and he would just trash the place. Uh, it was probably high, and um, he would, you know, threaten my my grandparents, you know, for telling them to give him money. And when they said no, he would uh, take me. And so he would basically kidnap me, uh, take me to a really gross uh, motel somewhere in Los Angeles, and I would have to sit there for days. Um, and I remember sitting there, and him just constantly telling me that. If your grandma and grandpa don't give me what I want, I'm going to sell you to gangsters and they're going to sell you into slavery. And uh, so when I call them, I want you to tell them that they have to listen to me. And I remember being so scared, right? Like as a five, six, seven year old, terrified that I'll never see my friends again. I'll never see my, my aunts and uncles. I'll never see my cousins. I'll never see my grandma, grandpa. I'll never see my mom. And life as I know it will be over. I won't go to school. And and, and I remember just crying and, and being scared all the time during those years. And, you know, I would have to talk to my grandma and grandpa and just beg them, you know. And they would always find a way. And so he would just drop me off and it would happen again a few months later. Um, and I thought about those times uh, recently thinking like, man, that, that does something to a person, you know, uh, growing up. But when I found Christ, uh, much, much later, when I found Christ and 
I started to have a relationship with him and started to see who God was. I, I found that, I found the reason for all that suffering. I found the reason for all that despair and that fear. And because I went through those things, I, I can say that I have more of an ability to say these words that, you know, you can put me in prison, but you can't, but you can't take away my freedom in Christ, right? You can, you can abuse me, but you can't break the bond that I have with him. You can steal from me, but you can't steal from me the promises that I have in him. And I may seem alone, or I may even feel alone, but I'm not alone. And I think I have more of a resource today to be able to say those things to myself in hard times, because I, I saw those times in the past, and I saw that all along, uh, that the Lord Jesus, by his Holy Spirit, he was with me watching over me, and protecting me, and loving me when, when, when I didn't feel loved, and giving me security when I felt no security. And so, you know, I, I, I think now, like, so if you had to ask me, you know, Jim, you know, what, what, what brings praise out of you? Like, how do you praise God? Like, what, what honestly, it was the darkest times. Uh, and it wasn't just, you know, the darkest times. It was the darkest times knowing that God was there with me. Uh, times when I was really a, a horrible human being and that God still loved me in spite of that. And when I look at those times, I feel like the deepest, uh, most heartfelt praise just bubbles up from my soul. And... It's not just that things are better now because, yeah, things are better now. You know, peace and prosperity can make you forget, forget your, 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 the tough times. Um, it's that he was with me, right? Like that's, that's what gives me praise. And, and that's a, there's a, there's a, there's a principle there that I don't really believe that praise, um, only comes out of good times. I think really, really powerful praise, just like really powerful poems and really powerful songs come out of suffering and come out of despair. The best prayers and the best, the best moments with Jesus come from those moments. And it's for the same reason uh, that your best friends are the friends who've been through a lot with you, right? They went to war with you. And those guys, those those girls, those they're your best friends, right? Uh, even though you don't talk to them for years, uh, you share something with them because of that suffering. And so that brings me to this this kind of this last point, and it's to ask this question: like Jesus experienced despair. In in Matthew chapter twenty-seven, um, we see the chronicle of Jesus's um, crucifixion. And if I were to read that to you, I wonder what it would bring up, right? And I'm hoping it's going to bring up Psalm 22 because it's coming right out of there. It says here, uh, now from the sixth hour, and this is verse 45 in chapter 27 of Matthew, 
At the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And at about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani. And that means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of the bystanders heard it and said, this man is calling Elijah. And so one of them ran with a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a reed, and gave it to him to drink. And so they waited there. And then Jesus cried out with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And, you know, when you read this, this is straight out of Psalm 22. He's quoting David. Um, and what this is supposed to tell you is this, that when David suffered when he despaired he saw god and he and he praised god and then god rescued him when when paul and silas despaired and were broken in prison they saw jesus and the grace of god and they praised god with hymns and the earth shook and god rescued them and when 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 paul was out on another missionary journey he despaired of life itself he saw the reason for it in jesus and and he praised god and saying man i, I still trust in you and 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 God rescued him, right? And that's Paul's testimony. And that's that's my testimony. But but then Jesus was in utter despair, right? Forsaken by the Father with whom he was with in eternity. And the Father had forsaken him. And he felt forsaken. He felt abandoned. And he cried out, right? And Jesus saw the Father and then he saw us. He cried out. But he was not rescued. The Bible says that he cried out again and then he gave up his spirit and he died on the cross. Why? Why? Um, when I asked why, I think Noah was given a sign, the rainbow, and the rainbow was to, to tell the world that God would not destroy the world again with a flood. It was a promise. And when we see Jesus on the cross crying these words, despair, um, and we don't see a rainbow this time, we see his blood, you know, uh, the crimson stains of his blood all over his body. We're supposed to see that never again will God forsake us and never again will God leave us and that's the promise of the gospel and that's why it's good news and that's what all these men saw you know these men and women saw when they despaired and that's what gave power to praise and in that praise God was enthroned and when he was enthroned he was able to rescue and he did that I want, to, I want to pray for us at this moment. Let's pray. Father, I pray, Lord, for everybody, especially who are listening and who have listened to your word. I ask that, Lord, in the darkest night, that your large voice would speak to us and encourage us and show us all that you've already done for us, all that you continue to do for us, and everything that you've promised us. Help us not to forget them, uh, whether in prosperity or in despair. And I pray that, Lord, 
you'd remind us of all those things so that we could open our mouth and open our heart to you and to praise you again. And, and Father, it may not be tonight, it may not be tomorrow, but Lord, I ask and I pray that it would come sooner than we expect. We love you, we thank you, we praise your name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.